0: Right, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in to His Hardline. Thank you for joining us, where every day we have something going on, whether it's 1% with him, a His Hardline discussion, or perhaps a Brandenburg block hour. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hishardline.com. You can also find us on Podbean. But we are here six out of the seven days a week. You're just trying to get Jesus in people's hearts to tell you how to assemble your nation, how to get your nation back, how to restore the republic, how to take accountability for your own life, and to finally be free. America was restored not by revolution, riot, or military coup, but rather by conveying the truth to the people via word of mouth and the pen. We are not enemies of the corporate government and we are taking no actions to bring it down. In fact, we understand the difficulties it faces and pray for the Lord to bless all who hold office. However, like everyone else, we see that the corporate government is all but officially bankrupt and insolvent, as much as it is losing influence throughout the world, as well as the confidence of its citizens. With the other countries no longer wanting to acquire more of its debt, the corporate government is increasingly becoming incapable of meeting its financial obligations. And when that happens, the dollar will rapidly drop in value. And we are seeing this with China, Russia, and other countries dropping the dollar. With our government prepared and in place, we will be there to assist in the transition. Not only will chaos throughout the country will be averted, and a period of renewed prosperity will begin almost instantly. The only thing that can stop we, the people, from fully re-inhabiting our constitutional republic is the lack of courage and conviction to take back what is rightfully ours. Are you ready to stand for yourself and your family? And remember what it says in Joshua 1, 9. I command you, be firm and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Welcome to His Heartline, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the ones that are at at the wheel. They are in charge and they are the ones steering the ship through these crazy chaotic waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you all here. It is Friday, November 11th, 2022, and you are joined for another episode of 1% with him with a reading of Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 through 21. So happy to have you all here. Wanted to put out something that I totally, totally blanked out earlier from this morning when we had the Brandenburg Block Hour, and that would be a special thank you to all of our veterans out there. Because it is Veterans Day on this November 11th, that would include my father-in-law who served in the Army. He uh, was a Vietnam veteran. That would be my grand, uh, my wife's grandfather, late grandfather who served on the tail end of World War II. God rest his soul. That would be an uncle of mine on my dad, you know, on my dad's side who served in Desert Storm, and I have another grandfather that served in in the Army, and Many others that served in the Marines, another uncle that served in the Marines. I have a cousin right now that's in the Marines, a stepbrother that's in the Air Force, but those are all active duty, of course. But the people that are no longer serving and they served honorably, thank you. Now, I also want to say this. I say honorably, even to all those out there who got dishonorably or generally discharged because you refused to take that toxic clot shot they call COVID-19 vaccine I don't care if you have a general discharge on your papers or a uh dishonorable I think you I don't think you'll get a dishonorable I think most people have just generally gotten general discharges which is you know still a, a, a negative mark uh as far as you know being released from the military whoever stood up against anyone that you know was trying to force you to take that poison into your blood. Thank you, too, more than anything, because what you did was very, very heroic. You stood on your principles. You stood your ground. You did what was right. You did not just roll up your sleeve and went along for the, you know to get along. And I'm here to tell you, um, I can't say much, but those men and women that got left behind and generally discharged because they wouldn't comply with the uh, vaccine mandate uh, at that time. Um, I don't think you're going to have much to worry about uh, in your future, in your near future. Um, We'll just leave it at that. Okay. Um, so everybody who has served, I want to say thank you. Glad Glad that you love this nation enough to sacrifice your time and your life to do what you thought was right. So thank you. Um, I apologize for missing that this morning. I cannot believe I blanked that out, but I wanted to make sure I covered it before uh, the end of the day. So anyway, glad to have you all here um i do apologize i forgot to actually post the link in telegram and true social but you know what it's no big deal it's friday evening not a lot of people will probably tune in anyways live but i did want to make sure i got this in uh you know the one percent with him and then after i get done with the show i'm going to do a little grilling because this is like the last warm day we're about to have before it starts dropping from the 60s and 70s down to like 30 like we're going to go from 60 and 70 down to instantly down to 30 so yeehaw we're going to go from rain to of snow. So I'm just excited. <laughs> Not okay. So, um, there's, I feel like there's something else I needed to cover too. Hmm. Well, anyway, so let's get right into the reading. So we're going to be reading again, Isaiah chapter nine out of the new American standard Bible. It's 22 verses. And there's two sections in here. The first section is on the, um, birth and reign of the Prince of Peace and that's you know verses 1 through 7 and then there's God's anger with Israel's arrogance which would be verses 8 through 21 <clears throat> excuse me and it reads but there will be no more gloom for her who was in anguish in early times in earlier times he treated the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali Nef- Nephtali with contempt but later on he will make it glorious by the way of the sea on the other side of the jordan galilee and the gentile of the gentiles the people who walk in darkness will see a great light those who live in a dark land the light will shine on them you will multiply the nations you will increase their joy they will rejoice in your presence as with the joy of harvest, as people rejoice when they divide the spoils, for you will break the yoke of, the, of their burden and the staff of their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, as the battle of Midian. For every boot of the marching warrior in the roar of battle and cloak rolled in blood will be burning, will be for burning fuel for the fire. Excuse me, I just can't read today. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, the Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom. To establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of armies will accomplish this. I love that. uh, Starting with verse 8 here. The Lord sends a message against Jacob, and it falls on Israel. And all the people know it. That is, Ephraim and the inhabitants of Samaria, asserting in pride and in arrogance of heart, the bricks have fallen down, but we will rebuild with smooth stones. The sycamores have been cut down, but we will replace them with cedars. Therefore the Lord raises superior adversaries against them from resin and provokes their enemies. The Arameans from the east and the Philistines from the west, and they devour Israel with gaping jaws. In spite of all this, his anger does not turn away and his hand is still stretched out. Yet the people do not turn back to him who struck them, nor do they seek the Lord of armies. So the Lord cuts off head and tail from Israel, both palm branch and the bulrush in a single day. The head is the elder and esteemed man, and the prophet who teaches falsehood is the tail. For those who guide this people are leading them astray, and those who are guided by them are confused. Therefore the Lord does not rejoice over their young men, nor does he have compassion on their orphans or their widows. For every one of them is godless and an evildoer, and every mouth is speaking foolishness. In spite of all this, his anger does not turn away, and his hand is still stretched out. For wickedness burns like a fire, it consumes briars and thorns, it also sets the thickets of the forest aflame, and they roll upward in a column of smoke. By the wrath of the Lord of armies the land is burned, and the people are like fuel for the fire, no one spares his brother." They devour what is on the right hand, but are still hungry, and they eat what is on the left hand, but they are not satisfied. Each of them eats the flesh of his own arm. Manasseh devours Ephraim. and Ephraim, Manasseh. And together they are against Judah. In spite of all this, his anger does not turn away and his hand is still stretched out. And that is verses 1 through 21. I just want to kind of roll back up here a few verses in the text here. Um, Where did I see this? Where did I see this? That in verse 15, this was kind of interesting. I don't know why this stuck out in my head here as I read it. In verse 15, where it says the head is the elder and esteemed man and the prophet who teaches falsehood is the tail let me see here wait i want to go back a little bit further up let's see here where did i see it so verse 13 yet the people do not turn back to him who struck them nor do they seek the lord of armies so the lord cuts off the head and tail from israel both palm branch and bulrush in a single day. And the head is the elder and the esteemed man and the prophet who teaches falsehood is the tail. for those who guide this people are leading them astray. And those who are guided by them are confused. Therefore, the Lord does not rejoice over their young men. Yeah, it's so interesting because it almost seems like that's kind of what we're seeing today with a lot of these um, truthers out here in the community. You know that, you know, these PAY patriots, you know, the ones that are just out here for profit, trying to make a bunch of money. You know, they're they're the false teachers. They're the ones that are spreading BS nonsense. And they're the ones that are trying to really sow confusion. See, at the end of the day, I think Donna was talking about this. She touched on this very eloquently in her uh, BNN this morning when she did the final Bible reading or when she did her Bible reading at the end of her show. We cannot rely on our own understanding. But yet so many people who are godless turn to so many false prophets and teachers. Now, listen, I know I come here and I, I, you know, I read the word of God and I put out, you know, I put out a summary or commentary that's, you know, from either Bible Ref or uh, by Melissa Beattie. Or sometimes I put out my own little commentary. Make no mistake. Now, remember, I will always say this. Remember, I'm not a prophet. I'm not a priest. I'm not a pastor. I'm not anybody. I'm not an oracle. I'm not you know, a biblical scholar, I'm nothing. All right. As far as now, as far as when I say I'm nothing, I'm nothing to you. I'm everything to God, but I'm nothing to you. All right. Let me just be clear. Even though we should never rely on our own understanding and we need to rely on solely on Jesus Christ and God, right? Because if we tried relying on our own understanding, we will be lost forever. We need to rely on God and God's wisdom. Now, that's not to say that you can't come to channels like this or other channels, right? And and listen, but listen uh, listen with having discernment and praying to God and, and and trying to dig out the nuggets of truth, right? Never, ever, ever take what anybody says for face value. And yes, that includes here too, because remember, I'm not here trying to purposely deceive you, but I also have am human and I have a propensity to make a mistake and misspeak now when I get corrected yes I will make sure I go on the air the next day or whenever and amend whatever I said and make sure there's a correction because again my goal is to make sure everything that's said here if it's not of my opinion and stated up front that it is my opinion and my own thoughts I try to make sure that all facts and figures and um, evidence is well indeed factual evidence I don't want anything to be ever false here so anyways I always just I say that to say this Never take what anybody says for face value. Always discern, always pray, ask God to help you sift through the nonsense, you know, and the truth. And um, just make sure that you always rely on God. Don't rely on human understanding. Don't rely on your own understanding. It's very important. Um, but again, God is a very, uh, what do you want to call it? We just read this. We were just talking about this yesterday. God is a very intriguing force, right? Like he leaves us, he, he doesn't put himself out there so that he's just right out there, right? Like he, he leaves us, um, intrigued and curious so that we always seek him. And that's why we read the scriptures here because God is a very, very intriguing power. And so we're always trying to seek God's face, right? So anyway, now As we kind of go into the lessons from the text, and again, I refer to melissabety.com. It's M-E-L-I-S-S-A-B-E-A-T-Y.com. Very wonderful ministry she has over here. Now, as we talk about the day of Midian, now in verse 4, it refers to an event that described uh, in Judges uh, chapter 6 and verses 1 through 7. Excuse me. In Judges six one and then seven twenty five. Now at that time Israel was being raided and oppressed by the Midianites, and so God called Gideon to deliver them. Now in a supernatural victory, as we all know, we've already you know heard this story numerous times on other podcasts. Gideon and his three hundred men surrounded the Midian army with nothing but trumpets and lanterns uh, concealed with uh, concealed in pitchers, right? And so all at once they broke the pitchers of light, right? The, the pots of light, letting the light shine and blew their trumpets or their shofars, proclaiming that the sword of the Lord and of Gideon was upon them. And at that moment, the Lord sent the spirit of confusion on the army so that all, so basically all that arose, they ended up killing each other. And, and the few that remained fled and were haunt, you know hunted down by Israel's main army. Now, what's the point to all this? The Lord did not work for Gideon. He just had to show up that's it. He just had to show up. And when Jesus came, he paid the print price for our sins. I don't, you know, we don't have to work to be saved, right? As they say, but Jesus already performed the works necessary for our salvation. Now we just have to come to him, accept what he has done and choose to depart from our own sins and follow him. Now we find it amazing that here in Isaiah, there's a picture of the spiritual effects of Jesus's death. And God, the father through the Holy ghost tells Isaiah that we do not have to work for salvation because it is him freeing us from our own bondage. Now, that's not to say that we shouldn't do good works, but it's, but as long as we believe in him, right, as long as we believe in him, we will be just fine. Right. And not, and not deny him. And the shame of the matter is that Jews of Jesus' day took this same scripture to be referring to a physical deliverance, expecting Jesus to take the throne of Judah and fight off the Roman occupation. And they could not see that Jesus came to break the spiritual bonds and burdens. It's very interesting. Now, as we kind of break this down verse by verse, now, when we look at verses 1 through 2, in chapter 8, It closed with the declaration that the ungodly will be driven to darkness by their choices. Okay, that's very evident. Now, God now decrees that despite the fact that he has afflicted them from their sins, he will now show them a great light and that he is giving them a way out of the darkness. Now, you can compare that with Matthew 4, 12 through 16. In verse 3, God is promising to multiply Israel, and he further prophesies that they will rejoice for the spiritual fruit and spiritual riches that will be divided at the time of the light. Now, who's the light? Well, John, in John uh, chapter 1 and verses 1 through 10 tells us that it is Jesus. It's very simple. As we look at verse 4, at the time, burdens will be broken and the oppressed will be freed. And so the staff was used to help carry items by tying objects on the other end and then placing the staff on their shoulders. Therefore, breaking the staff is symbolic of being freed from burdens. And the battle with the Midianites was won when the Lord sent the spirit of confusion to make the Midianites kill each other. Now, in Jesus' day, however, the spiritual battle would be won with burning and the fuel of fire. And John the Baptist proclaims that Christ will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And we are delivered when the Holy Ghost fills us and comes to dwell inside of us. Now, as we look at verse 6, we are now given details about the deliverer Deliverer who will break the burdens contained in the names is the mystery of the Trinity: God the Father as everlasting Father, God the Son as Prince of Peace, and then God the Holy Spirit as Counselor, which is Jesus. And now Jesus, you know, while excuse me, and the Holy Spirit as Counselor, now Jesus, while a separate entity, is also one with the other two Godheads. Now this verse explains in verse seven. This explains how God plans to fulfill his promise to David that his throne will endure forever. Now, the Messiah, or Jesus, would be born from the line of David and one day rule as king. Now, while Jesus has already been given full authority in all of heaven and earth, this prophecy will not be completely fulfilled until Jesus comes again to literally reign from Jerusalem. And the prophecy switches from the coming of the Messiah back to the present-day Israel, who has heard the word of God through his prophets, but not listened. Now, as we look at verses 9 through 10, pride has filled the hearts of the Jews. Instead of acknowledging God for their accomplishments, which that's pretty dangerous if you're not going to do that. If you think all your accomplishments are of your own hands, you're foolishly mistaken. But instead of acknowledging God for their own accomplishments, they believe that they themselves have built Israel. No. God, not man, freed Israel from Egypt. Let's remember that. Defeated the inhabitants of Canaan and raised up David to establish the country. Verses 11 through 12, Rezin is the king of Assyria, so God will bring all of Israel's enemies against it, but that will not satisfy his righteous requirement of justice. Now, it's noteworthy here is the fact that there is only one thing which will satisfy God's requirement for justice against sin and therefore not ensure judgment. Well, what's that? A pure, sinless sacrifice. Well, who can bring that? Well, Jesus. And so the Israelites are not turning to God for an explanation of why this evil is happening to them. Neither are they seeking God's will for their lives. Therefore, in one day, destruction will come. And this was fulfilled when Israel was defeated and deported to Babylon. Now, in verses 15 through 17, as we have seen in earlier chapters of Isaiah already, God is very clear to explain what is causing his judgment. We've got to remember, God is under no obligation to explain his divine decisions to us. We've got to remember that. But yet he desires us to understand that his actions are not based out of ill will, but out of necessity as an answer for the sin and evil we humans create on earth. And verse 18 tells us that wickedness consumes whatever it touches, like a fire. It destroys what fuels it. And as we look at the remaining chapters, or verses 19 through 21 here, while the wrath of God is mentioned, it is the people who are the fuel of the destructive fire. Sometimes God's wrath is a turning over to one's own desires. And we could see that referenced from Romans 128. Now, here the people have become so perverted in their ways that they will be, in a metaphorical speaking, you know, kind of way, devouring themselves and others in attempt to satisfy an emptiness inside. Consider the person who works frantically to own that fancy, expensive car to, or that house, right? To be the best in town, only to be seen by somebody else who has a more expensive car. I mean, as Dave Ramsey always says, and I, and I agree with this, why are you trying to spend all this money and all this stuff on things that don't matter to impress people you don't know and that you will never see again? Why does that matter? Why do you need approval of strangers? It's no different than on a smaller scale, people who go on Facebook or TikTok or all these other, you know, platforms that has that stupid, dumb like button. Why does it matter? Why does your self-esteem, why does your self-worth have to be, you know, why does your self-worth have to be revolving around how many likes and views you get? Now, don't get me wrong. It's pretty cool when, you, you know, you put a message out there that a lot of people see. Don't, I, I will be the first to say that is cool. It's also a very big responsibility because remember there is life and death in words and how you choose is you better choose wisely. And so there's so many people that want to go out there <clears throat> on social media and try to get the most likes and the most, you know, that try to get the, you know, they try to get the most likes, they try to get the most views, they try to get, you know, Relevant so they can become an influencer so they can make a ton of money and they'll do whatever they have to in most cases to be, you know, seen and liked by everybody and approved. Why do you need that? Listen, I have a TikTok video that still hasn't been taken down, ironically enough. However, I think they manipulated the algorithm because all of a sudden the growth in followers to that channel and the views of that particular video has completely stopped. Now. I don't really care. You want to know why? Because I don't care. What I care about was the message that got out to as many eyes as possible. And I'm glad it got to as many eyes as possible. It got out to a lot of people. But I do not seek the judgment or the approval of man or woman. don't care. Now, what I care about is that people turn to Christ and open their hearts for Christ. I do care about that, and the only approval that I ever seek is that of God's in Jesus Christ. That's it. Yeah, it's like Zero in Michigan just said. It's a matter of the heart, which God sees and judges clearly right. You know, right? Absolutely. Yes. And so... <clears throat> Excuse me. Israel has become so consumed with their own wickedness that they will even turn against their brothers in Judah. They desire to destroy the country that you know represents the very thing that made them who they are. For in Judah is the promise of the covenant, the holy temple, and the presence of God. Now, even in allowing them to desire to destroy the very thing that is good for them. God's righteousness needs for justice is not satisfied. More is required. And so Jesus' sacrifice allows God's judgment to cease. But without repentance, God cannot intervene to stop the judgment. I find that very interesting. And it makes sense, though. So that's all I have for you. I think that's a very, very profound, you know, lesson. And again, as I will continuously say, remember, I am not a biblical expert. I'm not a Bible scholar, not a priest, pastor, deacon, none of that, not a minister. I'm a guy who drives a truck. I have a CDL class A driver's license with all my endorsements. I haul a lot of gas and ethanol around, maybe a little diesel when there's no shortage, but I'm just a guy who just trucks. That's it. I am nobody special here. Okay, remember that I am nobody special here. I am just a guy who tries to put out the word of God out here in a format that makes it easy for people to listen to, you know, because not a lot of people are readers, right? Not a lot of people are readers. I don't mind reading. I may not be very good at it, but I don't mind reading because a lot of people I know have AirPods and they'd rather listen to something over reading. And a lot of people don't have a lot of time to research. And so I try to do a lot of the digging and researching. And then I put out there in a podcast format. I'm just doing this because I just want people to know what's going on. I want people to understand and realize the true power and love that Jesus has for people. If you just turn to him and how great God is and how we should give all glory to God, right? That's all. So anyway, let's end this on a prayer here. <clears throat> all right, Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for another day of life and good health. I really appreciate all that you do for us. Thank you for the many blessings that you bring me and my family. Thank you for this community. Thank you for your good book. Thank you for your Son Jesus Christ, and we thank you for just you know really ultimately everything that you ever given us. I mean everything, even including the air in our lungs—that's a gift. Thank you. And we thank you for our good health because without our, without our good health, we have nothing else and more people need to realize that. And so we just thank you each and every day, and we just ask you that you forgive us of our sins, not just individually, but as a nation. We pray for the future of this nation. I know there's a lot of people upset with the results of the election, but people need to remember there is a greater plan working behind the scenes and you are at the head of all of this we understand this so we should not rely on our own understanding as we were talking about in the beginning but we do ask that you guide us but again we ask for your forgiveness for all of our sins individually and as a nation and we pray for the future of this nation we know you got this and so we pray all this in your holy son's name jesus christ amen and so that is all we have for you on 1% with Him. And remember, the reason it's called 1% with Him is because all you need to do is minimum. Spend 15 minutes a day in prayer and reading at least a chapter a day in scriptures. 15%, you know, 15 minutes of your time is roughly one, excuse me, 1% of your 24-hour period is literally 15 minutes. That's it. Now, typically we go about minimum average 25 to 30 minutes, sometimes longer, sometimes less. So, this show really should be called 2% with him. But we call it 1% because that is the minimum. You should minimum spend 15 minutes a day with the Lord and Savior, reading a little scripture, and spending the rest of the time in prayer. First thing in your day. Seriously. So, that's why it's called 1% with him. Who's him? Not me, Jesus, God. I'm just the mouthpiece here. Because remember, God and Jesus Christ, they're the ones, they're the host of the show. That's it. So. I hope you all have a great day. I hope you have a great night wherever you're located in the world. And remember, keep your prayers up too for Destry because he had landed safely here in the lower 48. He is helping a certain state out in the Northwest. He's helping 50-plus farmers assemble their state. They're going to have their public notice ready to rock and roll come Monday morning. And then we wait for the rebuttal period. So yeehaw. And then we got four more states to work on right after that. So keep your prayers up for his safety and keep prayers up for people like Donna Brandenburg. Remember, she did not concede. In fact, nobody in the taxpayer party of Michigan did not concede. Why? Because we all know that this whole thing stunk to high heaven with fraud. Because we need to remember none of these machines got fixed. Now, sure, there was a lot of races that got won that people were happy about. But by and large, you got to remember, nothing was really fixed and there's still a lot that's going to be coming out regarding what you know the, the election's still not over. Again, I still stand strong by what I said in my TikTok video. Do not be surprised if the election gets canceled. Jason, what are you talking about? The election's already over. We're already past Tuesday. No, that's not what I'm talking about. The election can still be canceled and null null and void because it will be riddled with so much fraud. It was never fixed. So yes, I still stand by my comment. Do not be surprised if the election of 2022 and actually for that matter, 2020 gets canceled. Well, Jason, 2020 was a long time ago. Yes, I know that. Do you think collecting evidence of this magnitude of a worldwide theft of a nation, basically, you think that kind of, operation takes a night or a week or a month or even a year come on that's why it cracks me up when i hear so many people Oh, 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 i just wish this would end already you know what's taking these people so long what's taking the military so long what's taking the assembly so long (laughs) i'm growing impatient yeah Aren't we all? But what, what's the famous saying that we've always heard? Patience is a virtue. Either shut up and stop complaining and get involved, or sit on the sidelines and suck your thumb. Leave it to the real men and women to fix and right this ship. With God at the top of the, of, uh, you know, behind the wheel of this ship. There's no more. There's no more tolerance for nonsense people like that. Somebody wants to come at me with that? No. Move on. Step aside. Step aside. We didn't get here overnight. Fixing the problem is not going to be an overnight thing. It's not going to be a silver bullet. Are we close? Yes. How close? I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I don't know. But we are close. I feel it. But more importantly, God has this. So. That's all I got. Hope you all have a great day or night, wherever you're at in the world. And we will be back here on Sunday. Remember, Saturday is a no-pack podcast Saturday. It is a no-podcast Saturday because that's my family time. I will be back here on Sunday with another episode of 1% with him and possibly another assembly update and more. Hope you all have a good one. God bless. All right, ladies and gentlemen. You are tuned in to His Hardline. Thank you for joining us. Where every day we have something going on. Whether it's 1% with him, a His Hardline discussion, or perhaps a Brandenburg block hour. Don't forget to check out the website www.hishardline.com. You can also find us on Podbean. But we are here six out of the seven days a week. Here just trying to get Jesus in people's hearts tell you how to assemble your nation, how to get your nation back, how to restore the republic, how to take accountability for your own life. America was restored not by revolution, riot, or military coup, but rather by conveying the truth to the people via word of mouth and the pen. We are not enemies of the corporate government and we are taking no actions to bring it down. In fact, we understand the difficulties it faces and pray for the Lord to bless all who hold office. However, like everyone else, we see that the corporate government is all but officially bankrupt and insolvent, as much as it is losing influence throughout the world, as well as the confidence of its citizens. With the other countries no longer wanting to acquire more of its debt, the corporate government is increasingly becoming incapable of meeting its financial obligations. And when that happens, the dollar will rapidly drop in value. And we are seeing this with China, Russia, and other countries dropping the dollar. With our government prepared and in place, we will be there to assist in the transition. Not only will chaos throughout the country will be averted, and a period of renewed prosperity will begin almost instantly. The only thing that can stop we, the people, from fully re-inhabiting our constitutional republic is the lack of courage and conviction to take back what is rightfully ours. Are you ready to stand for yourself and your family? And remember what it says in Joshua 1, 9. I command you, be firm and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Welcome to His Hard Line, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started.